Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Kicking out North Luma's way. Here comes Dayden. Scramble. Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, you are. Round 19 is done and dusted in NRL Super Coach, and we are live for the Sunday session on Inside Fantasy Sports. To talk about the week just gone, the show is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze, bringing you products to help you drink responsibly and conveniently. I'm the super coach brain. The super coach Matrix is with me. Matty, you've had a pretty big week, mate. Tell us all about it. Mate, I've had a I've had a rip snorter. Um I don't know, like I just got up, just was just feeling fresh. Just uh decided I'd watch some NRL and um yeah. Ended up finishing with a really good score. Just decided you'd watch some NRL after about 19 rounds of Supercoach yeah. and yeah. 100, 100 episodes of podcasts. Just decided one day you'd wake up and watch some footy, hey? Yeah, it's it's what I do. <laughs> Very well played. Yeah, you, you've done pretty well. We'll talk scores in a sec. Uh, on today's show, as always, on the Sunday session, we'll talk about the winners and the losers from the week just gone. So plenty to talk about for round 19. We'll answer all of your questions as well. So if you have any questions for the week coming up, or anything that's happened over the weekend, drop them in the comments. And also, this is your chance to brag. Let us know how well you went this weekend. Put your score in the comments. Brag away. Uh, we'll see if somebody has beaten Matty. He had a pretty good week. So we'll reveal his score very, very soon. Uh, and also, in the comments, and, and this is a bit of a rare round, it is tried July, where we've seen plenty of uh, good Try celebrations, we'll call them, and some absolute stinkers. So let us know your your favorite and your, the worst try celebration that you saw this weekend. I think there's <laughs> going to be some some good ones. Uh, but obviously, it's for a good cause. 
Um, you know, so sports better donating $5,000 to every try celebration for Daniel Anderson and Nathan Stapleton, who uh, have gone through some, some pretty traumatic times over the last uh, weeks, months, years. So uh, definitely a good cause. Uh, and of course, we'll talk about our trades and our trade thoughts, I guess, uh, that will be then confirmed on Tuesday. I've got some pretty left field trades. I don't know about you, Matty, but I'm I'm starting to get to a point now where we're getting to the end of the season. We're getting to the point where the, you know, we've got through the major buys finally, and, and we've got one little mini buy to go. And I'm like, okay, how can I gain ground on the rest now? And I think pods are the answer. So we'll talk about our moves and, and what our thoughts are. But before we do that, please, guys, if you are on, please subscribe. Please like uh, if you're watching us on YouTube. And, and obviously, if you are listening to the audio on delay on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is you get them, hit that follow button. And if you want to go the extra mile, please leave us a review. Tell a mate about the pod. And also, before I hand over to you to talk about your score, oh. follow us on threads because – <laughs> I don't know about you, Maddie, but Threads has just taken over the internet at the moment, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, you're you're a bit of a threadhead. I am a thread. Actually, I don't know whether I've seen Threadhead being used yet. You could copyright that very quickly. <laughs> um, but Thread, no, uh, I mean Threads obviously was launched. I think it was what Thursday, Friday, something like that, where good old Zuck versus Elon is is back on. So plenty of interesting things to take from that. But yeah, we are on Threads at Insight Fantasy Sports, one word. So go and follow us on there. We are doing a competition as well. So all you have to do is go and follow us on Threads. Uh, and it's as easy as going into Instagram, searching Threads, and then basically just getting a ticket and signing up, uh, linking your Instagram to Threads. It's as simple as that. And then follow us on there, and you can go in the running to win the combo pack from the uh, from the Standard Squeeze, who are the sponsors of the podcast. So very easy way to win some Standard Squeeze stuff. But I've talked enough. Maddie. tell us about your week. How'd you go? Yeah, not too bad. Um, it was all panic stations heading in uh, because I brought Brimo in. I've got Cody Walker. Um, I've still got Brimo, but just as blokes that I wanted to play this week. Anyway, so I, I scraped myself through to 13 after doing two trades. I brought in Munro. Um, you know, brought in Hudson Young, which didn't really work out. But um, yeah, in the end, um, ended up with a pretty good score with 1,035. Harry Edwards was scrapped last minute. Um, I went and brought in Max King. Um, I ended up pivoting to get myself Preston back, who I had traded out for Schuster um, due to having to bring Max King back in. Um, just pivoted five minutes before the game. And um, yeah, ended up with a, with a really good score. I, I think it would have won... If I played everybody in most of my leagues, or in all of my leagues, I'm pretty sure before I looked at the last game, I would have been winning. So pretty happy with that. And I think some of the scores in the chat of like 1159 and 1055, you're going to see some massive green arrows this week. Huge. So late nights flying kites. is It's very fitting that late nights flying kites is listening to us at nearly 8 p.m. Uh, 11.59, that is a monster score this week. Honestly, that I think the highest I've seen this week is 11.80. So very, very close to winning the week this week. So massive score, massive score. Uh, Mark, regular follower of the podcast in our Discord as well. Uh, 10.55, possible couple of green, uh, top, top not much movement. Yeah, so oh, Mark's sitting pretty well, uh, pretty nice and high in the overall rankings at the moment. So hopefully 10.55 sees some green for him. And 987 from Paul Walshaw as well in the chat. Captain CNK, a little bit of a left field play as well. Um, 
I think the one thing to talk about there is that Nico Hines got a nice little update. I think he went from 90, was it 91 to 109. So I think yeah. they give him a try assist for the Sifatalakai try uh, that he didn't originally get. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I wasn't upset when I VC'd Nico and I just thought I'll just ride that and um, hope that he gets upgraded above 100 and he did, which... yeah. A bit, a bit devastating. Like it was a bit of an awkward number for looping. I sort of sat it there and foregoed maybe captaining Hudson Young, which worked out. Or, that's probably why I'm so happy. Like you know, I was probably I could have thought about captaining Hudson Young because I thought he'd get a ton, and then I sort of held back, thought about doing it with Asako. Updates came in. I was like, "Cheers, guys. Cheers. I'll take that." Absolutely. All right. Uh, quick review of our trades last week, mate. We don't normally do this, but I think it's probably worth talking about because we made some moves midweek that obviously we don't go and talk about on the pod on a Tuesday. I was starting to get, yeah. I don't know about you, but I was starting to get a little bit itchy. I hadn't done a pod for like five days and I was thinking, shit, like I need to do a podcast. Um, so five days has come and gone. Originally, we talked about Billy Smith, to, or I did, talked about Billy Smith to Munro, which I ended up making. Uh, and then I did... Press Jacob Preston to Hudson Young. We'll talk about Hudson Young later, but uh, those are my two original moves. And then there was another one. Luckily, I had the third trade available during the major buy round. Otherwise, I would have been in some strife. Uh, Harrison Edwards out late, so we had very minimal amount of moves we could have made at that point. Uh, yeah. So I like went straight to twenty minutes Pitt. before the game, right? Yeah, it was it was an hour before the game, but I mean, by the time I noticed. Uh, there's about 20 minutes left. Uh, everybody was in panic mode thinking, shit, Harry Edwards is out. And Harm Selle was out as well for the Rabbitohs. So that that kind of was a bit of a double for for people. So I went Harry Edwards to Max King, and I know you did the same. Uh, talk us through your thought process on, on the Max King trade. So we had a really, really panicked conversation. I wish I recorded it. It's like, hey, man, is there is there enough? Is there enough there? Anyway, we're looking through front row forward and second row forward nuffs because I think we both could have done it via jewels. Anyway, yeah. and you're like, Isaac Fa'asumala'i. And then I was like, no, he's going to become an AE nightmare. Yeah. Anyway, and we keep going through and I was like, okay, I've got it. It's Ryan Sutton. Oh. And then I was like, oh, Ryan Sutton, like I could still bank, bank some cash for my moves next week. And then I was like, yeah. Yeah, like I don't want to spend the money on TPJ, and I don't want to, um, I don't want to go sideways to Max King. And you're like, Max King, it's like, can we go sideways to Max King? Anyway, we looked a bit further into it, and Max King had been ramping up minutes after being, I suppose, being injured. He played 55 minutes last week. We both sort of thought that we'd be happy with 55 minutes this week, and um, yeah, ended up playing 80. So how good? Yeah. Uh- I got ripped on Twitter for this. My fucking Twitter's fucking brutal, man. Like some people on Twitter just want to just take your head off for no reason. Anyway, good fun. Good banter. Um, I put on there, yep, King's in. And then some guy comes in after the game, mind you, and he goes, fucking terrible. 54 and 80 minutes, fucking shit house. And I'm like, yeah, all right, mate. We'll throw a jersey on you next week, will we? Like <laughs> unbelievable. 54 in 80 minutes is a prop. The guy's a prop. Like yeah. he's playing in the middle of the field, playing 80 minutes. What do you want from him? So I'm more than happy with Max King's 54, 56. I think he ended up with um, Max, Max King is now my fourth front row forward. Yeah, me too. I I won't be touching front row forward for the rest of the year. 
no, I said I wasn't going to do it anyway, but I was probably just getting enough Harry Edwards after this week. Hey, it's a good result, I think. And you know what you could do? And I know we have the same front row forwards. Christian Welch could become enough now. Like yeah. having Max King there as your third front row forward is more than serviceable. And I think the one thing we need to think about is obviously Torhu Harris potentially being out next week. I, I mean, he came back on the field, so he should be okay. But at the rare chance, maybe they rest him or they give him a little bit of time because of all of the injuries and the lower limb issues he's had. You've got Max King and Christian Walsh as playable front row forward options with Tarpany on the bias. So you're in a bloody good spot. Yeah. Uh, so uh, any other trade moves for you to talk Look, about? Yeah, so so I was trading out Jacob Preston and banking some money. And then last minute, I suppose I've sort of mortgaged my future a little bit. I only had, like I was going to be finishing the week with nine trades. Now I'm only finishing with eight. I now don't have as much money in the bank. Um, but I've ended up going Schuster to King instead of – I was going to go Jacob Preston to Hudson Young. So I reversed that trade about – even though Hudson Young had played, it let me do it. So technically I went Billy Smith to Munro, Schuster to King, and Harry Edwards to Young in the end, which allowed me to have 14 and let AJ's shitty score drop out. Like <laughs> just one of those situations where – I was feeling really well prepared for 19, ended up hitting panic stations, scraping my way to 13, pivoted, was going to have 12, ended up with 14, and it's all ended up all right. So pretty happy. Yeah. I mean, you started the week with what, 10, 11, and then you've ended up with 14, which is great. So it goes to show how important trades are because there are a lot of people that have six, seven trades left before this week even started. So how comfortable would you feel making that last move to Max King if you had five, four trades left? I you probably wouldn't it. have made that move, right? Which means you would have been 50 points behind. So trades are king. Trades are king. Um, mate, very quickly, Standard Squeeze. Shout out to those uh, that sponsor us and support us. The standardsqueeze.com is the website. Use the code INSIGHT15 if you want to get 15% off. Got my four-in-one. I've got my bottle. I even got the lid off preemptively because there's a little bit left in the bottom and I've got a little bit of Coke here left over. So that'll get me through the rest of the show. You're on the beers. What are you on? Pirate Bay. Uh, pirate. Yeah. Pirate life. Pirate life. Coast, yeah. Nice. Very nice. So uh, guys get onto the standard squeeze. It's as simple as that. I mean, we plug it every episode, but like you, you, it's a no brainer really for me. Um, the guys there are awesome as well. Quality product. They've just introduced actually a new product, the double shot. So as you see here that. with the bottle, yeah, me too. As you see with the bottle here, usually the lid's on, but don't mind me. Um, the You've got the one-shot chamber here, which is your 30-mil chamber. So you can obviously measure how much you're drinking if you if you need to drive later or if you don't want to get too pissed. Uh, but they've just brought out a double-shot bottle, which will be amazing if you uh, just want to send it one night. Just get the double-shotter out. Happy days, ready to go. Uh, we're actually giving out a uh, thanks to the standard squeeze, a combo pack for every, for anybody who goes and draw to win a combo pack from the standard squeeze. If they follow us on threads, very easy. Uh, and also we'll announce on Tuesday, the winner of the unlimited league who gets a combo pack every single week. So thanks to the standard squeeze for this, for the support. Try July is what I want to talk about, mate, because not only a great, kind of, uh, you know, a, a great thing that sports better doing in terms of donating to people in need. But 
fuck, there were some awesome try celebrations and some absolute stinkers. Now, let's go through the the stinkers, first of all, because Late Night's Flying Kites is, is dropped in the Heinz Shoey after the no try. So the try oh, actually got disallowed. And that's then the it, worst part. Tough. Real tough. I mean, do, do sports bets still pay that out? Because I think they did last year from memory. They still paid out a couple of tries after they were given no tries. I hope so. It's all for charity. Sports bet make enough out of us every week. So, yeah, they do. Us as in me and you, for sure. I don't know about anybody else, but I'll speak for <laughs> us. Um, yeah, the Heinz Shoey was no good. Uh, and <laughs> Mark's mentioned the, the Wallace meat pie chomp. Now, was it a meat I, pie chomp or was it like making this. out with it? Was like, I, yeah, I thought he was making like, out with them, but maybe he was yeah. eating a meat pie. I don't know whether this is a plus 18 show. I think we put this down as uh, under 18s are welcome. So I don't know whether I'll talk about what I thought it was, but yeah, it wasn't, wasn't great. It wasn't great. So uh, yeah, mate, good old Jared Wallace. He can uh, try again next year. Uh, Ellie can dance. Can he though? The back with the reverse worm. I don't, I don't know whether I approve of that. I can't do it. I'll tell you what though. Phil made a good point in the discord. The Azarko golf swing could have cost about five thousand dollars worth of camera equipment when he's when he's got the <laughs> corner post and he's swung the corner post and you see the you see the the camera fly out the back after he's swung. Uh, yeah, that could cost him. Sportsbet might have to actually pay for a new corner post camera. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know any other ones, mate. Uh, the obvious one. Let's talk about the obvious and, yeah. and probably my favourite, uh, the Jordan Rapiner. Yeah. Johnny Bairstow walk out of the crease stumping. And it's made better by the fact, like, I know Pierre's has been on uh, on the internet complaining about it, but Elliot Whitehead being a pom, oh, that's uh, that's sensational. How fucking good is that? I, I have so much respect for Elliot Whitehead. He's he's So also, this was a bet, mind you. So I did a little bit of reading on this, and, and apparently the, the team, the Raiders team, have set this up about a week beforehand. So they yeah. knew that anybody anybody that was going to score, didn't matter who it was, was going to do this try celebration. It wasn't just yep. Rapana. So, yep. uh, and they knew that Elliot Whitehead was the guy that was going to be batting. So they set it up. Yep, it was sure. a bet. Um, so... Full credit to him. That's awesome. And also, Piers Morgan is the biggest snowflake on the fucking inter- on the internet at the moment. If he's having a crack about that and getting angry at Elliot Whitehead, calling him a closet Australian, like you're fucking taking the piss, mate. He, have a he have is a actually an Australian citizen now. I think so. Uh... So he should be. You wouldn't want to be an English citizen after fucking Piers Morgan <laughs> carrying on like a twat. Like that is that is ridiculous. Anyway, get a sense of humor, Piers Morgan. You fucking moron. Let's move on. We're here to talk about NRL Supercoach. Sharks 36 beat the Tigers 12. Now, as a Tigers supporter, not exactly stoked about it. But you know what? It could have been much worse because I was expecting much worse from this game. They, my, in my notes here, I actually expected Tigers to play worse. In the eye test, they weren't that bad. But mainly Sharks weren't that good. Sharks were terrible. I'll, I'll go out and say it. Sharks were terrible. They should have put 50 on us. Comfortably, we were we were bad, but Sharks were <coughs> as bad. Uh, we'll talk Supercoach scores very quickly before we get into the game. Hines one hundred and nine, very popular VC or C. I think most people in the top five percent. I think there might have even been like two or three people, or t- sorry, two or three percent of the top five percent of teams that didn't go with the VC or C for Nico Hines, which is, yeah. I mean, bizarre. But they're overseas. 
they're probably missed lockout. Uh, yeah. 109 for Hines. Talakai and, and Sione Katoa, 103. Britain Nicara, 88. So they're, they're the popular ones. I mean, Talakai was a bit of a pod, and obviously Sione Katoa had the really nice matchup this week. So 103 for both of those guys. You'd be pretty happy. Hey. Sorry, you've got a typo there. You didn't type in Ronaldo Molotalo at all. Yeah, no, Ronaldo Molotalo actually shit the bed. Now, you, you'll notice here in the bottom of my notes, he's right at the right at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about him very soon because he's not in the top scorers, and uh, I'm very upset. But anyway, 103 for Talakai and Katoa, 88 for Nikara, 86 for Blake Braley, who we spoke about on Tuesday, and we said, hey, this guy might be an option. He might be a guy that you want to get as your second hooker or even your main hooker if you've got a Reed Marnie or you've got, uh, a, a, a Sonny Luke issue. 86 for Blake Braley. What are your thoughts on him? Because, I mean, does that make him an option now for the run home? I don't know. Like, I always kind of liked it. If you don't have him now, you sort of wanted him for this game. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm just going to lay in my bed made of reeds and just, um, <laughs> yeah, and just lie in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm the same. I mean, hey, Reed, we'll talk about Reed Marnie very soon, but he had a great week. So I'm not yep. upset as a Reed Marty owner at all. Uh, Jesse Ramey in 78, <coughs> Sean Bloor 76. So they're, they're the mentionable sp- scores, I guess. Now, the note I have here on Ronnie Mulatalo is Mulatalo 19, gross. Yep. Um, but you get that. Like, yeah. you get that with these these Alex Johnstons, these Ronaldo Mulatalos, like these guys that have super low base but super high ceilings, you've just got to cop this. Um, this was the week. I'm really happy that I faded him, but still when I roll through next week or the week after, whenever he plays, um, I'm still going to be watching through slits in my eyes because I just know that he can score 120. Yeah, and look, any winger that you get, I mean, aside from maybe a couple that kick goals or whatever, like you know, this is what you get from a winger. You know, if they have a yeah. quiet night and they don't score a try or they make a couple of errors or they just don't get involved in the game as much as you would expect, they're going to get you 20, 25, 30, yeah. whatever. So, and, and that's the game that you play when you're picking Mulatalos and AJs, which is another perfect option that we'll talk about very soon that did exactly the yeah. same thing with no Cody Walker this week. Uh, yeah. Mulatalos are hold for the season. Don't panic. Don't sell. Just hold Mulatalo. Just play him on matchup if you really need to. Uh, I'm sure he will be in your best four centre wings by the season end. So uh, let's talk Jareem Buller because, I mean, look, three, four weeks ago we said he was a sell. And it, it's looking to actually be quite a good move right now, right? So yeah, 40 he finished on. And it's showing that Api Coruscant, Luke Brooks, the organisation and the attacking flair that Coruscant creates within this Tigers lineup on attack was was Bull as kind of stepping stone to to scoring super coach points. And it's just looking yeah. like that's just not there anymore for him. It's hard. Like he's a 19 year old kid. I didn't really expect him to put the whole team on his back when these guys left. He's an excellent complimentary piece. All these guys can put him through the gaps. Bull is the try scoring machine. Uh, maybe we look at him next year after he comes back down to 400 K. Yeah. 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 Good point. He loses 100K this week, which takes him down to like 550. Uh, so we've gained 150 on trading him out right now at this point, which is great for us. Uh, 128 break even next week as well. So I, I would say next week you need to move Jareem Buller. As 
and, and as much as this pains me to say, I'm a Tiger supporter. I love the guy. I think he's the shining light of what the Tigers have been this year. But as a super coach player, you need to move him next week. Otherwise, it, it, you're going to lose all the money that you made from him. Not all of it, but yep. some of it, you know? And, and, like, we have held on to guys that – I held on to guys that I knew that I would lose money on that I was holding for, for this round 19 buy. If Jareem Buller was that for you, you need to move him now. So he still has 128 break, break even. He has to go. Yep, completely. You've got to get him out of your team. Isaiah Papali is a guy that we took a little bit of a punt on. We thought, you know what, 4% owned or 3% owned when we bought him. We thought, you know, we saw what he did last year at the Eels. But my my thing now is that he's back on the left edge with Bateman now being shoved on the right edge because Bateman's a right edge second rower. He prefers the right side. Does this mean now that IPAP is a sell or even potentially Bateman? Because Bateman, yeah, he got 60 or 70, I think he got this week. Uh, I'd be selling bait, uh, IPAP personally before I'd sell Bateman if I had both. But what are your thoughts Attacking on both upside. of those guys? Attacking upside is there for Bateman, even when the Tigers are awful. Yeah. I thought IPAP's floor was 40 or 50, and he rolls through with that. He went to the bench early, right? He didn't play a full game, which is the most that? concerning thing for me. Yeah, okay. I missed that. I missed him going off. I didn't see it. I mean, he, did didn't he, just do when he didn't do anything when he was on. Yeah, that's true. He was very look, quiet. Look, I mean, like, regardless. Oh, he, played 70, 30, he played 74 minutes. Yeah. So he went I, just, I just looked towards the end of the game, and I was like, yeah, he's got yanked. He's been fucking dog shit. Um, maybe we just need to think about moving him on. I don't know whether Jacob Preston or IPAP is a bigger sell. Well, and Preston's going to start to bleed cash. People in, what's that? Preston's going to start to bleed cash. and But I mean, yep. IPAP will too because he's 36. But I mean, like, I don't know. Preston will drop back to about 550K now, won't he? Yep. So... IPAP's already 550k. He loses six grand this week, which isn't really crazy. It's that's fine. Yep. I can deal with 6k, which is why I moved Preston to go to Hudson Young because I thought, oh well, yep. I mean, Preston will lose more cash than IPAP will. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, Preston into he got 50 this week, right? So uh, Preston, yep. I don't know. I, I could argue that you could hold Preston now if you don't have other options or you don't have <coughs> anybody else you want to go to in the two RF. Hold him, sell IPAP if you got both for sure. Yeah, I might have to. That's that's a question that I'm going to be hit with this week. Because you ended up holding both, right? Yeah, I held both through this yeah. week. They both played this week. That was the important thing for me. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, uh, Kennedy was another popular buy. Hmm. Where he got 51. He actually got a try assist taken off him. So he, I think he was on 68 or something and then got downgraded to 51. So you'd be a bit stiff if you if you were an owner. But a lot of people went from Buller to Kennedy or they went uh, a fullback, whoever it was that you had, a fullback that was bleeding cash, they went down to Kennedy. Yeah. Thoughts on, the, <coughs> thoughts on this move? It, it hurts when you do that for this week. <coughs> when people have been talking to me about Kennedy, I don't know, like he's like a – really, really poor man's Dylan Edwards. Like, I'd just rather spend some money elsewhere. Everyone was excited about the Sharks playing the Tigers, and the Tigers turned up this week. They did. Yeah. 
like regardless, the Tigers turned up. That first 22 minutes was an arm wrestle. You want to know a fun fact about the Tigers? We have the least Tell amount me. of ta- missed tackles in the competition. Least amount of missed tackles in the comp. Is Does now, it not count as a missed tackle if you just let them through without touching? Yeah, them? so that's that's what exactly what I was going to say. So <laughs> maybe maybe if we just let them straight through and we don't get a hand on them, that's, that doesn't count as a missed tackle. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, fun fact. And, I mean, look, the Tigers were defending relatively well. They didn't allow 100 in the competition until, like, round eight or nine. So it's not like Tigers leak a ton of super coach points up until the Cowboys game, they just realistically. Yeah, yeah, we just have shit attack. Uh, all right. So before we go to the next game, let's tackle some questions very quickly or maybe a statement from Mark. Can sleep easy now that Schuster is head of my side, brought Burton in as a pod play. Yeah, that is a round of applause. If you brought Burton in this week after his, what was it, seven last week? Yeah. You brought Burton in off a back of a seven and he gets 105 for you. That is elite. Very, very well played, Mark. Uh, Paul Walshaw also with one million in the bank. That is massive. He could do anything next week and six trades left. When do I trade in Tino, Munster, Haas, and Cleary? What are your thoughts on that? So I would be bringing – so you you just have to wait until how next week goes. Yep. Uh, sorry, uh, Wednesday goes. And then bring Tino and Munster in. Just wait and see how Haas and Cleary pull up and then just bring them in the next week. Honestly, if they're your targets, go Tino and Munster one week, Haas and Cleary the next week. Yeah. Yeah. Wait for TLT. Have a look there. But there's, um, the six trades hurts, but I suppose you just get have to gamble at this point. I don't exactly know where you are in the ranks, but if you're 5,000th or something, <laughs> you really need to just have a dig. Like, you just need to get Tino and Munster in, bang. Mate, you, if you've got a million dollars, you need to spend it. Yeah. Sorry, I've been thrown by a comment. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. If you've got a million in the bank, you need to basically plan what your next four moves are going to be. And therefore, 250K upgrades, realistically. <laughs> Let's just bring up the next <laughs> the, the comment. <laughs> uh, so Mick Delaney, very uh, big part of the Insight Fantasy Sports podcast, hosts the AFL pod. Is asking if Matty borrowed the jacket off Melon Meldrum. <laughs> a belter. I borrowed, I borrowed it off Spike Lee, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've actually got tears <laughs> in my eyes after I read that. That was good. <laughs> Enjoyed that one. Oh dear. Okay. All uh, right. Let's let's head into the Raiders. <laughs> so the Raiders thirty six defeated the Dragons twenty six, and the Dragons, after just being freaking awful all year, they played some footy. They played some decent <sighs> footy. Um, Raiders, I don't think they've ever scored 36. So that's uh, so that's no, something. Every uh, week the Raiders score 36. The fucking opposition scores 34. Like, I don't yeah. think I've seen them score. Uh, I don't think I've seen them win a game by 13 plus in <laughs> yeah. the last five years. It's been insane. <laughs> um, even guys like Ravalawa scoring 145 super coach points. Like that, that is just nuts. So Zach Lomax, that right edge was lethal against the Raiders. Lomax? 100. Yeah, Zach Lomax, 138 Supercoach points in this game. Uh, Timoko, 122. Amon, 2021, 120, 111. Uh, Joey Tarpany, 94. And then Billy Burns, who we were talking about that Hudson Young was going to have a field day against, got 86. Uh, what are your thoughts on those guys? There's six six players there. He played pretty, pretty good. Scores. Billy Burns? So, um, Timoko, Timoko was a good option, yes. 
Uh, Burns played really good. I was really impressed. I just saw him as a bloke that's always played in like the centers or the wing and they bring him into the second row. And he was great. Yeah. Are you talking about Billy Burns <laughs> or Braden Burns? Did I get confused? Braden Burns center for Bulldogs? Billy Burns oh, yeah. edge front yeah, rower right. for yeah, yeah, good, good that guy. Um, <laughs> he was no, no, but he was okay. No, I agree. He he was good. Uh, Joey Tarpany, ninety four. Everybody has him, so it's kind of like a bit of an anomaly. You don't really look at him. Uh, no one has a moan. Tim McCoy was a great pod, I think, this week. I think we maybe spoke about it on Twitter. I'm not quite sure, but one twenty two yep. for Tim McCoy had a really nice matchup against that really poor right or sorry left edge defense for the Dragons, and then the right at edge attack. At 450k, yeah, if you followed our try map, um, they actually leaked the most amount of points to that. And obviously the coaching staff are doing something similar and they got the ball to Timiko and, yeah, cashed in. Yeah, I'd say that Ricky Stewart and, uh, you know, what, who's the well, – Ryan Carr, the uh, assistant coach at the Dragons. They, they watch the Inside Fantasy Sports podcast, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, yeah they, they definitely would have got those tips from us, <laughs> definitely not from their own yeah. insights. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure they do some <coughs> deeper analysis than us. But we had yes. the try map and said it. And um, I know a few people that brought in Timico this week at like two percent owned, and uh, yeah, paid off. Big pod play. Speaking of pod play, Hudson Young didn't pay off for us. Forty five, he finished with. And I tell you what, fucking Twitter ripped me on this one too. Shout out to everybody who, uh, yeah, wanted to bury me after talking about Hudson Young. Forty five, he finished with. He was a bee's dick away from scoring two tries. Like yeah. this could have been a completely different conversation. The kick that he put through for uh, that, that Fogarty put through for him hit the post. If that doesn't hit the post, it's in his lap. Uh, yeah. And then obviously he had another one really close to the line. So look, I mean, I'm not too upset with 45. If I'm completely honest with what I saw from an eyeball test, I'm very happy with Hudson Young. And I think the big thing about bringing him in, and if you followed us and you, um, and you're really worried about it was he did have like a 15, 17 break even. And he scored 45. So he's going to go up in cash. He's still going to get the same opportunities every week leading up to round 27. Let's go. Yep. And I traded out Preston, who will drop about 30, 40K. So I'm about 60K net positive at the moment with that move. So whilst I'm about five points behind in terms of the Young versus Preston trade, I'm I'm net positive cash. So not not upset. And and yeah, Mark has mentioned we're not alone with Huddy. Uh, You know, whilst we were the the advocates for the Hudson Young uh, Appreciation Society or whatever you want to fucking call it. I know Matty's the president, I think, of the Hudson Young Appreciation Society. Uh, he watched He watched our TikTok. I'm pretty happy with that. He yeah, didn't like it because, yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, I was really excited that he didn't get picked for Origin. I didn't mention that I was a Queenslander and that uh, New South Wales don't deserve you, Hudson. New South Wales don't deserve you. Uh, yeah, I am a New South Welshman and we don't deserve him. Uh, he should be playing. He should be playing game three. Simple as that. Uh, we talked about Tarpany already, mate. Uh, we talked about Timiko with the tri trucker. Now, let me talk about Jacob Little, who got 61 this weekend and he continues to perform every single week. And I know Phil, in the, uh, he's a regular follower of the podcast, a good friend of the pod, will be very, very happy that I'm mentioning him in this one because he got Jacob Little about maybe four to five weeks ago. And ever since then, Jacob Little has just come good. And Moses Mbai obviously has been playing either off the bench or not playing at all. So that's benefited Jacob Little. But 
good player, another ex-Tigers player that has gone to another club and done better. And he's gone to a shit club and still done better. So uh, full credit to, to Phil and to anybody who took Jacob Little on because he's had a pretty good month. Uh, I guess the last thing to mention here is that anyone we're talking about here with the Raiders aren't going to be an option next week. And that's the risk that we took with Hudson Young, Matty, because now he doesn't play next week, right? So we're basically at 45. We've got a 22.5 average from Huddy over the next fortnight. Yeah. Oh, not really. I think I'll have somebody to play. Uh, we've got the depth to cover. If you've been playing all year, if you've been listening all year, you have the depth to cover from a Raiders player. I only have two Raiders players. Uh, not a big deal for me. Yeah. I think I'll be sitting on exactly 17 next week. Uh, so I could get a free loop, which when I brought Hudson Young in, I'm thinking, look, I'm going to be skint next week. I'm going to be in a bit of drama, but I've got the option to trade out AJ. I've got the option to trade out Cody Walker, or I could trade out Damian Cook. Uh, all three of those guys are in play for me to move. So that could get and me an extra number if I really needed. And now you've got the great Max King to play. The GOAT. The King. The King of all kings. Uh, yes, I do. You're right. So, yeah, we stay ahead. We stay ahead. But, Matty, you're, you're pretty involved, and I think we need to give ourselves a bit of a shout-out at Insight Fantasy Sports because, you know, it's not just NRL. It's AFL, it's NBA, it's BBL coming at the end of the year. You know, we've got a Discord that talks NFL. We've got FPL coming up soon. There's a lot going on, right, in fantasy sports, and you can damn well be sure that we're going to be in every single fantasy sport competition you can find. So talk to us a little bit about what's happening over at NBA Fantasy at the moment in AFL. Oh, look, um, I mean, like, basically we are at Summer League at the moment. So we've started to chat about the implications of free agency. Uh, Robbie Kay and I sat there for, I think it was about 145 minutes. We were both pretty blind by the end, but we had the notes written down by then. So it was just the delivery that we, uh, that we butchered. But <laughs> basically, basically we just chatted about each individual team, the, um, the free agents that come in, the guys that have left each team and the fantasy implications from there. I've already been started to starting to work on my uh, on my big board on my draft board on ESPN, and um, yeah, pretty excited just to just to chat about the depth of each team as they get picked up. Um, I know some of the other guys are excited to talk about the summer league and uh, some of these guys that might come in, some of these new rookies. I don't get, I suppose, very excited about rookies. I like proven quantities, um, but we have. I would say that we would have five and six guys that are going to be talking about NBA fantasy every day. Um, and we all have different approaches. So yeah, you're going to get a real, uh, a real taste for it all. For sure. So, I mean, I guess that feeds off the back of the fact that you need to go back and watch the NBA draft summary. Cause uh, the boys did a bit of a draft summary and in they did a bit of a mock draft. I think it was Skitty and, and Matty Garrett did a bit of a mock draft back in the, uh, maybe a week, week and a half ago before the draft. And then you guys, you, you and Rob did a, a bit of a summary on, on free agency movement. So lots to talk about, lots to see, go and go and listen to the episode. It's on YouTube. It's on all, it's on all the audio platforms, wherever you get your podcasts as well. So go and check that out. Uh, and then we've got plenty of stuff coming up as well. And the AFL guys are doing some great stuff over there as well from a super coach perspective. So if you're an AFL super coacher and you don't know anything like me, I don't follow the AFL, but I've still played AFL super coach. I've given it a crack and uh, I've followed their advice and I'm doing okay. So uh, go and check out their podcast as well. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right. Warriors. Oh, fuck, this was a beating. Warriors 46 beat the Eels 10. I thought the Eels would be better than this. I actually also fucking got – okay, just put this down in the book of times I got ripped this week on Twitter. Uh, put yeah, down yeah. the junior junior bolo was going to have a massive game in this game, and he went missing. He he decided, hey, I don't want to really want to play tonight. So yeah, good for me. Anyway, what'd you take from this? Hey, one? I tell you, he did want to play, Richie Barnett. Yeah, he had a cracker of a game, didn't he? Got involved. Which which like not everybody talks about him in classic, but he might be in one of my draft teams, and I'm pretty happy. I think Mitchie Barnett's a guy that. No one's certain about his job security. No one's certain about his role. That's the issue. Mitch certain Barnett. about his job security. He's about to get – he's about one week away from being suspended for six. <laughs> but that's the issue, right? Like, Mitch Barnett at Newcastle Knights last year was fucking awesome. How good was he? he, he like, he yeah. he had the goal kicking at one point. Like, I think <laughs> I brought him in. I think I brought him in because of the goal kicking at Newcastle Knights, which is just a fucking shambles. But anyway, 126 this week. Now, I mean, if he gets a left-edge starting role or a right-edge starting role, I don't care where it is. If he gets a starting position, you've got to look at him. The problem is they love Jackson Ford. They love Murata Niakore when he comes back from his suspension. So I love Niakore. Everyone does. If anybody goes back to the preseason pods, I'm sure they'll see how much we love Murata Niakore. But Barnett, does he, come, he probably comes back off the bench when those two guys are fit and, and available. Um, I tell you who did perform, Metcalf. Didn't expect that. I mean, I expect yeah, him I, to I, do well. I just didn't expect 120 this week against the Eels. I think the difference for Metcalf is that no one expected him to get this much time. You know what I mean? Everyone thought that, uh, what's his name? The the 5'8". Uh, Tamari Martin Volkman. was going to be no Tamari oh. Martin was going to be back. Everyone thought that Tamari yeah. Martin was going to be out for three four weeks, and he's been out for six or seven. And Metcalf's got this extended run in the team. So like, and also when Metcalf's available at five eight, it's it's a it's a tough position when you've got only two potentially premium spots to give up. So one twelve yeah. for uh, for Metcalf's awesome. Fuck, he's a good player. Like I, I really hope he gets some good opportunity moving forward. I'm just not sure whether he gets it at the Warriors, to be honest. So we'll see. Montoya one hundred, Torhu Harris ninety four. There was a little bit of a scare there with Torhu Harris. We thought maybe he was going to. Uh, yeah, we, we thought maybe he was going to be injured, and this Gustavo question now has come through about is Torhu yeah. Harris injured? Uh, 
He went off. He came back on the field, right? Yeah. Yeah, he went off hurt. He's come back on, played the last couple minutes. It's good signs. It didn't really hit panic stations because I did because I was actually going to trade out Christian Welch and then I might not have had the numbers next week to fill my front row forwards with uh, with taps being out. Yeah, who so, was it? There was a guy that gave you a call. It's like, oh, better call that Matt guy with the phone up. Hey, 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 have you got Torhu Harris next week? Yeah, he just went down injured. You might want to trade out Harrison Edwards instead of Christian Welch. Oh, fuck. Thanks, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, cool. Didn't notice that shout out in the pod. Sorry I don't that. know who it was. Yeah, yeah. Mustn't have been me. Uh, Jackson Ford, 77. Good shout from him. SJ, 75. Popular captaincy option. Uh, I want to talk about the guys that got 60s this week because there's going to be a lot of heat now on the Jermaine Hopgoods, the Sean Lanes, the Dallin Wittenys, the Lesniaks, the Charles Nickel Clockstads. Uh, they all scored in the 60s this week. Now, Hopgood, I guess could be the next conversation in terms of like, do we, do we now cash out on Jermaine Hopgood? Let me know in the chat for anybody who's listening. Let us know what you think about Jermaine Hopgood, because there is a reality now where we think about Jermaine Hopgood being plus 700 K his break even will probably be in the hundreds next week. Do we move Hopgood to Fafita? Because there could be more cash to be made in that area or sorry, less cash to be spent to go up to David Fafita from Hopgood. And then you could make some other moves elsewhere. I actually think, and I said it, I think maybe Sunday or last week that Jermaine Hopgood could be a cash out option. So keep that in mind. Uh, Sean Lane got a 60 with a bit of a junk try at the end. Uh, Very disappointing as a non-Lane owner because, I mean, look, also Lane is in the conversation. He becomes becomes in the conversation because we know that he's a top five 2RF when he's healthy. We know that he, he connects really well with Dylan Brown, who's going to be back in round 23. So there's a lot to talk about with Sean Lane, but obviously his cash is going to continue to drop. So I would wait for him to bottom out before I'd grab him if I did. And the problem with Sean Lane and any Parramatta Eels player is that the draw is shit. Perfect timing. Hopgood. We spoke about Hopgood yeah. a little bit last week. Now that you're back, what are your thoughts on him? Is he a cash out now that he's probably topped out in price? Yeah, I think so. I think he's just going to be the easiest way to get to Fafita. I might even just fucking cop Preston and IPAP. And I think if I go Preston to IPAP, you've got to like nuff somebody like Alex Johnston or something to get all the way to Fafita. He's only 100K away from from Fafita. Wouldn't you just want to go hop good to Fafita? You're not going to be playing him. You've got Maddo. You've got Lane. Um, you've still they're still going to give Cardi Party a bit of a run. It's time to go Hopgood. Yeah, that and look, many people won't do it. They'll hold Hopgood for the rest of the year, but that could be the massive antipod play to go against Hopgood when you've got Lane back, who's going to be ramping up in minutes. You've got Ryan Madison now that won't be at five eight for any any longer because Dejan Arcee will now move back to five eight. Mitch Moses back. Uh, Luke Roden's asked Hopgood to Tino. Now let me ask you this. I like it. Let me preface this question with Fafida or Tino. Ah, oh, Fafida. Okay. Big Fafida. Would you would you own both? Yeah. What was that accent? That's fucking can we address that? What was that just then? <laughs> that was awful. I actually think it was like Rugby League Live 2 when Andrew Fafida got the ball and they're like, Big Fafida. 
Yeah, because it was probably Ray Rabs Warren or something. Takes a run down the sideline. Yeah. Uh, but 100%. Hopgood's out. Honestly, like you, you talk about like learning from your mistakes. I'm going to make the same mistake twice. I traded out Hopgood about 10 weeks ago because Ryan Madison and everybody was coming. Ryan Madison, Sean Lane in his first stint was coming back. All these guys were coming back. It looked like he wasn't going to get a run. I'm going to make the mistake again. Do it. Just do it. Uh, but it might not be a mistake. It might be a revelation. It might be a great move. Yep. So you've got to take the punt at the end of the day. And, and look, what what are you sitting? 7,000th? Probably You'll be probably t- top 6K, top 5K maybe after this week. You had a good week. Yep. So, like, you're not going to get into the top 500 or the top 1,000 by just fucking following yep. the crowd, are you? Like, you've got to make some moves. So... Uh, I'm not going to own. I'm not going to own Hopgood to finish the year. 100%. And I think we, we constantly talk about pods, right? We talk about players of difference. We talk about who can who can we get that no one else has, but we don't talk about anti pods, which are probably as yeah. important, if not more, right? Like you've got to look at okay, who do I have that's well owned that actually maybe if I sell them, I could get ahead. And I think maybe Hopgood could be the guy with all of these forwards coming back into the frame. Where Amu Greg probably comes back, maybe round 24. Uh, you've got Ryan Madison ramping up in minutes now. You've got Sean Lane now back in the frame that's going to play big edge minutes. Like, Hopgood's not going to get all the minutes anymore. He's not going to be playing 60 to 70 in the middle. He's going to now go back to that maybe 50 role. I will say Hopgood has been in the origin squad. Like, he's just started to get these little accolades. Like, they have to. I just think maybe the best thing for the club is him playing 50 minutes. And if that's the best thing for the club, Hopgood seems like the bloke that'll just do it. And, yeah, not good for super coach owners. He's probably, like, we talk about Dream Buller. Hopgood could be the best cash cow ever. Yeah, he's up there for sure, isn't he? He's uh very good, very Tyrant. good player. May's up there. May's up there from last year. Taylor May was Buller's one there. of the best. Yep, yep. There are some good yeah, ones. For Buller's sure. there, and so is Hopgood. I just like liked Hopgood's consistent. He is the only guy, probably sub two hundred and fifty k that I've ever captained. Yeah, yeah, fair shot. Yeah, that's actually that's a fair shot for sure. Uh, Mark has also said I don't own him, but I feel sorry for Sevo owners. I'm not sure whether there's many, but uh, Arthur should watch DWZ and Montoya and just say, have a have a crack, mate. And, and I agree with this completely from what Mark's saying. I think Sevo, if he was allowed to, would run fucking backwards if he was allowed. Yeah. Like, the guy's like 110 kilos. Look at him. Like, he's got no body fat on him. Like, he would knock you over in an instant. And he yeah. runs sideways into blokes. Like, just have a crack, mate. Just run hard, run fast, and run fucking straight. And I can guarantee you he'd have much better results. So uh, Mason Miller's obviously just joined us as well and said that Mulatalo and AJ can get fucked. So uh, that's, a, that's a fair shout, to be fair. They, they, uh, they weren't great for our Supercoach teams this weekend. So shout out to Mason. Trade. Yeah, it, it did. It did. Uh Mate, let's move on. Bulldogs Souths, 36 to 12, 36 to 32. I can't believe the Bulldogs actually pulled this one off. But in saying that, they fucking should have won. They should have won comfortably with what Souths put on the park. 
Talis Duncan. Talis Why are we talking about Duncan. him? Did you see that try? I saw it. That put, him, that put him in the frame. I tell you what, if he's not a um a super coach cheapie in I'll oh, give it a year. He's only playing in the origin games where everyone's out. Seems talented. Fuck, he's quick for a second rower. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got like that David Fafita kind of pace, doesn't he? Like scary pace. Uh, yep. I mean, the Bulldogs nearly nearly cooked it though against a very very depleted Souths team, thirty six thirty two. They should have won better. Uh, Blake Wilson with a hat trick, one twelve. He finished with Burton one hundred five. Let's talk about Matt Burton because I mean, there's so many options at five eight. I mean, sorry, I should I should probably rephrase that. There are so many or there's limited really good options, but there are a lot of pods at 5'8". What are your thoughts on Matt Burton? 105, he's coming off the seven. So the cash generation aspect is going to be kind of kind of hindered, I guess. Is Matt Burton an option now with, with Cody Walker, Munster, Dill Brown coming back soon, Ponga? Do we look at him? There's, there's no real cash generation to worry about at 645K with a break even of 100. He's just sitting there. He's just sitting there, and he's probably worth 650K, and he costs 650K. You're not getting a bargain. You're not overspending. I think he keeps doing this for the end of the year, not scoring 100s, but covers his average of 60, and I think that it's a good play. He was tremendous, but let's remember how depleted the Rabbitohs were. Let's remember he has a chip on his shoulder this week. When he forgets in two weeks' time, when New South Wales go 0-3 and he goes, oh, fuck it, I'm pretty glad that I didn't play in that game anyway. He was the best utility and he got snubbed. Do I want him for Supercoach? Probably not. I want Ponga. I want Munster. I would prefer to hold Cody Walker. And I've probably got him in line with AJ Brimson because I think that they'll do exactly the same except Brimo's 150k cheaper. Yeah. Dollar yeah, for dollar fair. more so. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Blake Taff, 102. Man, how, how this guy is not getting a regular gig in a first grade team is beyond me. I, I genuinely think that he could fit in into a first grade team Tigers. across probably uh, – we'll take him. I don't give a fuck. I'll take – mate, I'll the take dragons? anybody. I'll take anybody. Anybody. He'd, I don't care. He'd be good on the Dragons. Paul Turner got a run this week. <laughs> yeah. He's a very, very nice backup fullback, isn't he? And when Latrell plays fucking eight games a season, at least he's going to get a run. So yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe he just stays at South. But uh, let's talk about Tyrone Munro. 90 this weekend. A very, very popular buy. I think he was most bought this week which makes complete sense. It's a no-brainer to get a 200K basement price center wing option that's going to play the major buy around. But there's a reality now that he plays the rest of the season. Mate, he's great. He's fantastic. He's an athlete. He's not that good on defense, but... Not many rookies are, though, to be fair. Yeah. His reads were awful. Yeah, they were. But were they as bad? Were they on par... As bad as Valence Tavares' defensive reads. No, no. <laughs> that's what I mean. He's slow, like, and his reads are bad. <laughs> he's never catching up, is he? Uh, Tyrone Munro, though, very nice buy, and obviously he's played a couple of games now. No one bought him for price or cash this week. They just bought him because he's a basement price option. He may nuff out. He may not. Who knows? But if he doesn't nuff out, you know he's going to score. He's going to be. He's on a good team. 
And if he holds his spot on that right wing, he's going to get opportunity outside of Campbell Graham. So you're in a great spot. Going back on that try tracker, I'm going to keep him for the rest of the year. And when teams leak on that right wing, I'm going to insert him into my team. Yeah, he's a great start or sit option, I guess, or as a consideration. And I kind of initially thought I would keep Alex Johnston as that option. He's still in my team at the moment, but maybe I could trade Alex Johnston and then Munro could be my AJ. Like, uh, maybe AJ could turn into a Isaac Tungo or someone like that where I could plug and play them every single week as a as an option. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Jake Avarillo, 85. I think the Bulldogs will be spewing that they're losing him to the Dolphins next year. He could be a super coach option next year, realistically. I don't know. Like he's better than Hayes Perham, right? At oh, fullback. Every day of the week. Every day of the week. But they wanted to persist with Perham. Maybe because they didn't, maybe because they thought initially that Avarillo was in their plans at center. Uh, and yep. they thought Crichton was coming across at fullback, so they just thought, we'll just chuck a, a resi at fullback for the year. I mean, if you don't want to win games, that's fine. But, uh, yeah, Parham and uh, Alamotti being dropped, I don't think they're going to see any more footy this year considering they've just come off a win. So uh, let me talk about Reed Marnie, mate. 83 he got. Uh, you've got yeah, Reed Mar- You're a Reed Marnie owner, aren't you? I'm a Reed Marnie owner. I've had him. I've made one trade in hooker all year. And I'm pretty happy with Reed Marnie and Reese Robson sitting there. Yeah. Um, look, Reed Marnie, I need him to perform this week. I haven't been playing him every week. I've just been playing him, I suppose, on matchup when I desperately need him. And he come through with the goods. What a God. Good player. Well, I mean, we know that we pick Reed Marnie because he's a good player. He's not a shit football player. He's just tried to overplay his hand, I think, in previous weeks. Probably the last two or three weeks. He's tried to do a little bit too much, forced errors. Uh, this week, he went back to the simple play and uh, and did some good things for us. So, 83. Very happy with Reed Marty as my second t- uh, second hooker for the He's year. He's probably going to make 40K this week. He's going to be 500K. Do you step up someone like him to Harry Grant if you've got the cash sitting there? No. No, not even a chance. I'm not going Marnie to Harry Grant. That's 200K you've got to spend, right? Probably more you've got to spend to get, what, within 10, 15 points per game? I don't want to spend that kind of cash on that upgrade at hooker. I would rather spend that cash on somewhere where there's upside, not on – and this is no knock to Harry Grant, best hooker in the game. Don't get me wrong. If you have Harry Grant, do not sell him. Uh, I would almost say that you could get Harry Grant in if you have trades. But I just know that trades are scarce. And I don't know whether you need to force a trade at hooker when you're going to get an extra five to ten points a game. That's that's probably the point I'm making. Uh, Toby Sexton, 70. Now, Good football player. T- good football player. And look, super coach-wise, you're not going to buy him, are you? He's on the Bulldogs. He's not, he's not a If he was 200K, having seen what I've seen from Toby Sexton, I would have bought him this week. But you yeah. look at it, and it's an awkward price. It's 470k. And he still he plays for the Bulldogs. From a, let's talk football for a second. He made the Bulldogs look so much better. Like, and this is no knock on Kyle Flanagan, or this is no knock on anybody else who's played at halfback. And I mean, let's be honest. Matt Burton's not a halfback. He's not an organizing yeah. halfback, is he? He's a ball running five eight or a center, to be honest. So yeah. uh you know, having Sexton as a as a ball playing and organizing halfback just looks so much better for the Bulldogs. So 
that was awesome for him. I, I really wish we got him at the Tigers, like I mentioned on uh, on Tuesday. Uh, AJ21, not surprised with Cody out. I think he's better with Cody Walker in the team than out of the team. I think he's a sit when Cody Walker doesn't play. What do you do with AJ now? Because I know you're an owner. I'm an owner. What are your plans? I wanted to trade him out two weeks ago, and I kept him because I was counting my numbers for this week. And I tell you what, he was a 600 and – what is he? A 600-odd-K bloke that scored my worst score that dropped out. AJ will be 520K after this week. <clears throat> I'll probably just have to fucking hold him then, won't I, if he's 520K this week. You're not going to get much else for 520k unless you nuff him. I don't think you nuff him. I think you can go and look. There's going to be some options, and we'll talk about it on Tuesday. But there will be some good pod options between that 520 to 600k range. There will be some options. So do you look at matchups and you go, okay, well this this team has a good four game run. Maybe I got AJ to fucking. I don't know Isaac Tungo or someone like that. Isaac Tungo is the guy that actually. Spoiler alert. I'm really looking at if I can find the cash and make it work. I'm spending that money on Fafita, not fucking Tungo. What if you have the cash for both? Oh, if I had the cash for both. Sorry, in this fantasy world where I've where I've got all this money sitting here and I scored 700 this week, then yeah, I'd do that. So what if you scored 956 and you've got the cash, like me? Yeah, I'd probably do it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like a very quick backtrack. Uh, no, <laughs> Tungo has been the guy that I've been looking at for a couple of weeks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. And we've talked about Love him it. a bit. So we've talked uh, about Max- Tungo. Obviously, Penrith didn't play this week, so we're not talking about him tonight. But geez, Tuesday he'll be. And I tell you what, the conversation. Super coach wise, the guy doesn't have the pass button on his controller. <laughs> he doesn't. He does not. Which is fucking awesome. For Supercoach. Speaking of awesome for Supercoach, props that play 80 minutes, Max King. We brought him in. We talked about him at the start. He scored 56, I think it was. That's great for a front row forward. That is sensational for a front row forward. Do you want to know what I expect out of front row forward? Nothing. Do you want to know what I got? 56 points. I tell you what, 40 more than AJ. By bringing him in, AJ scored, dropped out. and, uh, And I'm in the conversation for this week. Yeah, yeah, that's the difference between getting nine fifty and ten fifty, really, for you. Yeah. Uh, Max King, I mean, they're starting him now. He's gone back to big minutes. He's through that rib injury, I think, or sternum injury, I think it was. Probably both, a combination of both. I don't like. Don't expect him to play eighty every week. Ryan Sutton no, went not down. A yeah. yeah, Ryan Sutton went down and probably bumped him up an extra twenty twenty five minutes. That's my opinion. yeah. He played sixty five minutes the week before. So realistically, I think his floor maybe when he's fully fit is about 55 to 60 minutes you'll get from him. But I mean, a point a minute, you'll probably get 55 to 60 points from him. So that that's completely fine for me. Uh, Max King jewel as well is, is underspoken about. We're not, we're not speaking about his jewel at all, but that jewel could be very handy moving forward as your fifth to RF. So it gives you the flexibility I'm, to get a guy like Payne Haas in. Yeah, I've only got three front row forwards with second row forwards and no second row forwards with front row forwards, so it doesn't help me at all. But, yeah, it does give you a bit of flexibility. For sure. Uh, before we move on to the last game, mate, Raymond Campbell's jumped on. Uh, appreciate Diggity. your support, mate. 
69 year old <laughs> super coach, 877 this round. Been doing super coach since it started. Never done any good, but still trying my teammates. <laughs> old boys, mate. Welcome. He's going to be doing the BBL later this year with us as well. We're going to have a BBL podcast, Raymond. So make sure to follow us and, and subscribe if you haven't. But good to have you on board, mate. Definitely age not a factor here. So rip oh, in, get stuck tell, in. Tell the guys at the RSL to follow too. <laughs> mate, let's talk Dolphins 23 beating the Titans 21. Last game of the round, Sunday evening. Thoughts on this one? I really enjoyed the game. Like, um, like I see all the Queensland boys watching it. Going um, to go point was exciting. Let me ask you this. How do you feel about it finishing with a penalty? He was offside. Like, he was offside. Yeah. In my opinion, he was offside. Yes, I'm not that okay with the way that it finished. I thought Asako slotted it. Yeah, I think he shanked it. But yeah. I mean, oh, well, he did shank it. But like, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to go against you and say that I would love to see. And I know that there's a lot of different considerations with this kind of thing, and there's a yeah. a, a lot of ways you can exploit this issue. But I would love to see <laughs> golden try instead of golden point. I maybe you could do something like that if you still like the field goal still happen, and then if there's no try at the end then you still win. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can still kick a field goal in golden point. And then if it gets to the end of 10 minutes and you're in front, you win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm definitely not saying that there's a no time limit. I, I'd Let's say that there's top five minutes each way. Kick a go- You can kick a field goal. The game's not over. You go the other way, whatever. Um, I like but- what the NFL do, where if you kick a field goal, you can kick off and you get one dig back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One drive each way. I, and I yeah. think that's a that's a good opportunity, really, because realistically, golden point, right? You get the kickoff, you lose the toss or whatever, you get the kickoff, you run the field, it's game over, because you can just slot a field goal. I mean, it's not that easy, but like you get first opportunity to win the game. So essentially, everything is centered on the the coin toss. So I'd love to see maybe some changes around that. But anyway, it's not why we're here. We're here to talk super coach. I mean, uh, if you didn't like Asako missed the kick. If he wasn't offside, Asako misses the kick, potentially, and you get a dig the other way. Yeah, look, know, and like, yeah, in reality, just fucking get onside. That, that's yeah, the, that's the that's, fix. So I understand the point, um, but I just hate penalty goals deciding games. That's all. I mean, it took eighty-five minutes to get to a result. Um, yep. Dolphins were probably the best team anyway. Yeah, fair call. Yeah, I think they did deserve to win for sure. Four and 97, Brian Kelly, 93, Chris Randall, 87. So the three top scoring super coach players were Titans players. And then you got Kenny Bromwich with an uh, 86, Jaden Campbell with an 86, and Philip Sami with a 79. Uh, you, none of those guys are super coach relevant, personally. If you think Blake Taft deserves a fullback spot, what do you think of Jaden Campbell? The guy's a fucking weapon. He should yes. not be. He should not be on the bench for any team in the NRL. He just signed again for the Titans. What are they going to do with Brimo? Are they going to put AJ Brimson at five eight and just put Kieran Four in at halfback or something? Like uh, something no. needs to change. That you can't play Jaden Campbell off the bench. You just cannot I, do it. They will. Everybody else is more talented. Are they though? You reckon yeah. Tanner Boyd? 
You reckon Tanner Boyd is more talented than Jaden Campbell? I mean, with what Kieran Foran offers, oh, Kieran he's Foran, a better for fit. Sure. I agree he's with Kieran fit. Foran at 5'8". Yep. 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 But Tanner Boyd at halfback. I mean, AJ Brimson's a gun. We know we love AJ Brimson, but... It only went to overtime because Tanner Boyd was slotting everything. You know what I mean? Was he slotting everything or did he slot one shot? Enough to get there? Yeah. Jermaine Asako, if he just hit one of his goals, he shanked a couple. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like you've got to get a. Uh, I feel like you've got to get Jaden Campbell in this starting thirteen. Oh, I feel like you've got to get him me. in the starting. 13. I think Jaden Campbell should be playing first grade on a starting <laughs> team every week, but I don't know how you do it with this team. Yeah, no, I, I agree think with he, that. I don't think they should have re-signed him. I think you're doing Jaden Campbell a disservice by signing. Yeah, but they don't give a shit. Why would Gold Coast Titans give a shit if they're doing him a disservice? They've got one of the best fullbacks. And, like, at that age, they've got one of the biggest talents in the game they can keep on their roster. So, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about Jermaine Asako, who's very well owned in the top 5% of teams. He got 60, right? So, yep. I was looking at this game, and I'm like, oh, Asako's on, like, 27 or 37 or something like that. And I'm like, I felt pretty good as a non-owner, as an anti-potter of Jermaine Asako. And then, bloody... Uh, Khan Pereira just drops one cold and fucking Azarko strolls over and scores. And, you know, I lost my head-to-head by fucking seven points this week because of that, because of the Azarko versus Valence Tavare. Now, are you concerned as an Azarko owner that Valence Tavare is handicapping him right now? Yep. I'm actually considering if I need the money this week for Kalen Ponga, maybe after watching this game, I go Asako instead of Cody Walker. I think if Valence Tavare, and, and you'll probably talk about this a little bit in your trade plans, I think Valence Tavare, if he's named next week, could probably play around with a few people's plans with their team. Yeah, if Branko's there, he's so good at the catch and pass. Like, I know we all bag Branko out because he does a hammy walking to Maccas at 1 o'clock in the morning. But he has played one game of Origin. He's pretty Mate, good for He's undefeated. He's undefeated at Origin. Brenko and Edric Lee are both undefeated at Origin. Guns. Absolute weapons. Uh, let me also ask you this. If you're a Valence Tavare owner, what do you do? Because that's me. I have him. I mean, price wise, it's okay. But what if he gets dropped? What if he doesn't play next week? If he doesn't play next week, that's better than him not playing on the bench. If he plays on the bench, you've got to get rid of him. If he drops completely out, then it's fine. Did you really expect this 200K guy to play that much? No, not really. I, I bought him hoping he would nuff. Yeah, I'd hoping he'd nuff. That, that was my yeah. hope when I bought him. So fingers crossed Wayne thinks the same. But the problem is Wayne will chuck the 17 jersey on him and he'll play seven minutes next week and uh, drop a ton of cash and also be an AE nightmare. So. I hope so. Good times. I hope yeah, so. Thanks for that. Appreciate that. Uh, Conley Lemuelu is the last guy I guess we'll talk about. 66 he got this week. with a, He got the first try and did the worst try celebration I've ever seen with that fucking reverse worm looking thing, that whatever that was. Uh, <laughs> does he, he drops back to the bench clearly when Felice Cafusi Finn Diesel comes back. Now, you've picked him up in draft. What are your, what are your plans yeah. for Lemuelu? Honestly, I just saw him drop out. 
in draft and there wasn't a lot of talent sitting there in that pool. I've just grabbed him. Let's see what happens. If he has a starting spot, he's a play every week for me. Second row forward, center wing. There's buys this week just for a bit of buy coverage with a duel. Um, if he's starting, I think he plays every week for me. Fair. He's only uh, one injury away. Yeah. Geez, talented. Looks yeah, great. Fuck, he's a good player. He's a good player. He he could easily have a starting edge spot on most teams in the NRL. And, so. and outside Sean O'Sullivan, now that he's back, he looked great tonight. Yeah, he did. He he was good. Uh mate, talk to us about the Discord. I've already kind of mentioned it. The the link for the Discord, if anybody wants to join us, is is pinned at the top of the YouTube channel. So <laughs> For anybody who are listening on the audio, head over to YouTube, Insight Fantasy Sports. You'll find it there. So basically we have this Discord. We have a lot of our fans on there. We talk a lot of shit on there. But we also talk our trade thoughts during the week. Like during the week I was driving to work, held down the um, the record button, and I just spoke my thoughts as to what trades. Whether you're making fun of them or whether you think that they're decent trades, then you have a listen. So we've got FPL, we've got NFL, we've got um, AFL, we've got BBL. Like the guys are just talking about the ashes on there all the time. Um, We're going to be hosting NBA, NFL and FPL cash comps going into the year. We might have some free ones as well. Um, Just basically... uh, we want to facilitate you to play fantasy sports. Um, we're going to facilitate all the guys in the same comp as you so that you can have your trade talks, so that you can have everything's all in our Discord. It's something we've been working on for a while, and, uh, yeah, I'm just pretty excited to talk about it. Fuck yeah. Like, I'm looking forward to just – I'm a fantasy sport addict. I don't know whether I'm at your level because I, I know you've, you're just a completely different breed of fantasy sport enough. Uh, but I, I think Thanks, like for anybody who loves, for anybody who loves sport in general, right. It's, it's the perfect platform to just chat sport with other people. We've got some really good people in the, in the discord at the moment and, uh, people that love all sport. So we'll have some comps coming up, like Maddie said. So looking forward to getting into that, mate, we're here for NRL super coach. Let's talk trades before we wrap this bad boy up. Uh, what are your thoughts for next week in terms of moves? And, and look, before we talk about this, we'll preface this by saying that for everybody who's listening, these won't be our final moves. It's just our original thoughts after yep. the games are finished. So what are you thinking at the moment? So guys I'm frustrated with, Alex Johnston, Hopgood, IPAP, and Preston. They're just shitting me to tears. I also think that to get some of the guys that I want to mention to bring in, I'm probably going to have to use either Cody Walker or Jermaine Asako. So I'm going to start with Jermaine Asako. So if Valence Tavare is going, if I believe he's going to be playing center, I'm going to be a bit scared if they name Branko Lee on the extended bench and start um, start VT dubs in, I suppose, teamless Tuesday. But basically if Asako is going to be playing next to Valence Tavare, I'm going to use that cash to get me somebody I want more. The two people I want more is David Fafida and Kalen Ponga. Um, if you want Ponga or if you are considering Ponga, it has to happen next week. He has a 20 break even and he's playing the Tigers next week. The Tigers played better this week, but Ponga has played better 
basically every week leading up to this week. I'm not as scared of his HIA. I started the year with Ponga. I love Kalen Ponga. I'm a Queenslander. But I'm not as scared of his HIA and dropping out now that he's played a few games. In a perfect world, I'd be able to get Munster too. But I'm worried about trades now only having eight. I've sort of mortgaged my future a little bit this week by getting Max King in, uh, only having eight trades left. Left, But basically, if I can use only four trades to get in Munster, Fafida, and Ponga, trading out blokes like AJ, Hopgood, IPAP, Preston, I'd be really happy. If I have to use Cody Walker and Asako to get those guys in, I'll do it. Nice. You've And you're clearly thinking about not just this week coming, right? You're no, thinking about no. the run home. You're thinking about two, three weeks' time. You're thinking about draws and, and kind of, you know, fixtures for certain teams, right? Yeah, yeah, because Storm have a fantastic draw. That's why I'm thinking of Munster. On current form, Munster probably just hasn't been that good. I've got blokes like like Brimo that might match it for the rest of the year, but you look at Munster having a draw like this and Brimo having a draw like this, yeah, it might be time to start hitting panic stations. When I suppose Cody Walker doesn't play every week, like he didn't play last week, he's not playing next week, he won't play round 26. You start to think, well, you know, maybe getting Munster in, maybe getting Kalen Ponga in, are those blokes. And yeah. I think what Luke's just mentioned on jumping in on Cleary, I'm going to be waiting. Is it going to be Later. through? Is it going to be through slits in my fingers, which apparently absolutely. is something I say all the time now? Um, yeah, absolutely, because the guy's a talent. But those, ham- those injuries that he's got, uh, they have a 30% re-injury concern in the first two weeks. I'm going to be waiting the first two weeks. Yeah, I think I've been, I've been actually doing a little bit of research on this and looking up like in terms of like recovery periods for hamstring injuries and all that kind of stuff. And I think six weeks is usually the go-to. It's usually the the standard in terms of how long a player is out for with a grade two hamstring tear. Uh, so for Cleary, if he comes back before round 20, so if he comes back next week, if he gets named Tuesday and he comes back next week, I'll definitely be watching because that'll be exactly on six weeks. If he comes back in round 21, I don't necessarily mind looking at him and, and actually bringing him in. Uh, the question you need to ask yourself is, what's the Panthers draw like? And you also need to ask yourself, will Cleary play round 27, which is the final round of overall, if you're chasing that final overall position? because there's a good chance Cleary gets arrested before the finals kick off. So there is a lot to consider with the Panthers players in general and who gets arrested, who plays in round 27, uh, considering they don't have any more buys. Because even without Cleary, the Panthers have solidified a spot in the top four. Maybe yeah. they shit the bed and they lose the next seven games and I'll eat my words, but they're the Penrith Panthers. They're not going to do that. He doesn't play round 27 in in my eyes. No, neither. There's no way. And they did it last year. They rested them all in round 27. So there's no way they're going to do it again. They're in first at the moment. So if they don't lose another game between now and then, they've locked in first. They've locked in a home final. Uh, I wouldn't be getting Cleary in personally at all. I might even go to SJ. Sean Johnson has a really good run. If you're a head-to-head player, 
between round 23 to 26. Sean <coughs> Johnson and the New Zealand Warriors have the best draw in the competition. And we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get closer to round 23 because that's when, obviously, head-to-head finals will kick off. Because I don't I, touch him till then. Yeah, I agree. But I think, SJ, if you're going to wait and you've got Moses, potentially, like I do, uh, I'd hold Moses until round 22-23. They've got a nice draw up until then. They play the Titans next week, which is a really nice matchup. Why are we trading Moses to guys like Cleary already? When you could just hold Moses, you're probably going to get the same kind of output, the same score, and then minimal injury risk compared to bringing Cleary back before he plays. So that's my that's my thoughts on Cleary. Uh, my trades this week. Now, I made an extra trade that I didn't want to make, but I had to make, bringing in Max King for Harrison Edwards, which, which is where you're at as well, Matty. Um, I have nine trades left. I have 17 active players for next week. So I have a free loop, which is a big consideration for me. Uh, if a feeder is named and plays, he's in straight away. So I go Isaiah Papali to David Fafida. I've got the cash in the bank. Then I just need to toss up whether I go Munster in for Cody Walker. So Munster plays Saturday night against the Roosters, which could be a game he steps up for. I mean, the Sydney Roosters a, aren't a bad team. Could be a vice-captain-captain option as well. Could be. Yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, I mean, Munster off the back of Origin. Let's just see if they win 3 0. If they win 3 0, he gets on the source. Maybe I'll leave him for a week. The bags. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, I didn't really want to bring that up, but since you so said it, yeah, there's a good chance it's happening. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, Munster is on my I want list, and Cody Walker missing around 20 and around 26 is, is definitely a consideration to trade out. Uh, Damian Cook to Harry Grant is also an option, depending on whether Munster's out or in. Uh, but then also if neither of those guys are really tickling my fancy, I might go super pod. I might go Jared Croker to Murray to a What are your thoughts on that? Murray to a minus eight break, even 580 K, uh, on a Cowboys team. That's come good on the left edge. Firing at the moment. Yes. Yes. I love it. Maybe we'll keep that. I was going to say we'll keep that to ourselves. We're on a fucking live podcast. Maybe <laughs> maybe we should have talked about this beforehand. But anyway, that's yeah, no, no, no. Really love the Murray Tulagi. I've like it's getting yourself a piece of this Val Holmes pie that I am so excited to be eating right now. I'm sitting here with my apple pie, my rhubarb pie, whatever I'm <laughs> sitting here with, and um, yeah, you just want a slice of it. Uh, I was going to say another type of pie, but we'll leave, we'll leave that. Uh, yes, yes, definitely. I want some of the pie. I want some of that pie from the Cowboys. Um, They're playing good footy right now, and they they've are. come good. And Scotty Drinkwater's sitting there in the um, in the New South Wales Origin squad, just getting better, just learning some things. Um, and the Cowboys, look, we thought that they would finish third this year. They're going to be playing top eight footy, in my opinion. I think they're going to come home pretty strong. They've got a lot to play for as well, which is a consideration. No one's going to get rested. They're going to be playing their best team as long as they can until they make the eight. So, yeah, that's why I like Tommy Lungi. I think I think he's in a good spot. So, uh, and he's at a good price too. So, uh, yeah, How plenty to consider. Uh, Five eighty, I think. And what's minus his break eight? Even? Minus eight. That's saucy. Mm, yeah, nice spot to be. I don't see him as a seven fifty k guy. But I see him as a potentially a 650 to 700 guy, uh, depending on the run. And obviously, you've just got to pick guys up at the right time of the year. 
You know, you're not going to get every best player, but you're going to pick guys up at the right time. And I think Tuolungi could be the guy. So anyway, it's a risk. I was like, Tungo's another guy, but I don't think I can afford him. Yeah. So Yeah, I suppose if you can afford Tungo, I think I prefer it uh, consistency-wise. But, hey, I'm... I'd be adding Cowboys. I really wanted Nanai this uh, last week, and I just couldn't afford him. So yeah, it was either Nanai or Hudson Young, wasn't it? You, you, we, we both took Hudson Young, so he, he'll come yep. good, no doubt. Yeah, he will. Um, guys, that brings us to the end. Brings us to the end of the Sunday session. We wrapped up all things round nineteen. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for commenting and getting involved in the show. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday to obviously talk about all things Teamless Tuesday for round twenty. Another big week coming up where there could be, and it could be another massive moving week, honestly, with the amount of teams. I mean, I'm going to have 17 active before trades, so fuck knows what happens to me on Tuesday. It could be in all sorts of dramas. But, uh, yeah, plenty to talk about Tuesday. We'll dissect it all. We'll talk through it all. Join us on Tuesday to ask all the questions as well for round 20. We're nearly at the back end of the season. We're in the th- fucking the th- last 30% of the season. It's gone pretty quick. So First, first year podcasting. I tell you what, we're going all right. It's been fun. It's been fun. I've enjoyed myself. So hopefully everybody else has. Hopefully everybody else has hopped on board and actually done well this year as well, listening to the feedback and the and the thoughts we've given out. Um, guys, we'll be back Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, obviously, if you're watching us afterwards, drop them in. We'll get back to you in the comments. But otherwise, see you on Tuesday evening. Have a good one. Cheerio. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.